This is D23 Inside Disney. We are going to take you through some of the best Disney stories of the week, get you an inside look at the people behind the magic of Disney. I'm Candace from Radio Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And we're the hosts that will take you inside Disney. Guys, it's so good to hear your voices and your laugh. It is good to hear your voices and your laughs. How are you guys? Great. How are you guys? Good. We have some big announcements this week I'm excited to get into. I'm sure Jeffrey is as well. I am. I'm excited. Do you guys do any fun, magical Disney stuff lately? Well, I had a big interview this week with Susan Goldberg, who is the editor-in-chief of National Geographic Magazine. No big deal. Wow. Wow. I have got to talk to her. (laughs) Yes. First female editor-in-chief of Nat Geo magazine, which is very cool. We're going to air that on International Day of the Girl on Radio Disney coming up next weekend. So that was a big thing for me this week. Highlights? Well, she just really told her story of how she ended up at Nat Geo and sort of how they came up with all of the female empowerment products and Nat Geo branded books that are coming out. So that was very cool. It's uh, a very empowering interview. So I was excited to talk to her. So cool. Do you Mm -hmm. hear about any animal medical marvels or just asking for a friend? I didn't, but I'll tell you this. She did say that, you know, obviously they're the biggest brand on Instagram and she's she's looking Mm -hmm. to get more followers than Kim Kardashian. She said Ah. that's the goal. So (laughs) nice. I know. It was so funny. Sherry, what did you watch this week? It has to be something different than AFV, right? It was different than AFV. I watched Disney Night from of Dancing with the Stars, and Ooh. it was it's like it's just my favorite episode of that show every season. Who who were and, your favorites? Well, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the intro, which was a nod to the Main Street Electrical Parade. They had mm-hmm. the snail float and everything, and Tyra's incredible Minnie Mouse-inspired dress was to die for. <laughs> it was sadly, though, Carol Baskin's last week. Sorry, spoiler alert. But she did go out on a really great note because she did a Lion King tribute, which, of course, she did. <laughs> of course she did. The costumes were giving me like major Cats the Musical vibe in a good way. (laughs) Sky Jackson did an incredible Princess and the Frog dance. You like can't help but smile watching it. It was so good. I'm sad it's over, but it lives on the internet. I miss some. I gotta go to Hulu. Yes. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I caught up on a couple episodes of Big Hero 6, the series. Perfectly timed for our guest today, the fantastic Jamie Chung, who is go-go on the show. And she was Mulan on Once Upon a Time, one of my favorites. And we have a little bit more uh, Big Hero 6, the series news coming up. But first, Sherry, I feel like we need to kick it off with your favorite topic. Here we go. Well, last week we talked about three (laughs) pregnant rhinos. This week, a baby giraffe was born at Animal Kingdom on the eve of the premiere of the new Disney Plus show, Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Woo! I love how the mama timed it just for that. I know! She's a marketing mama. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a baby female Maasai giraffe born at the theme park on September 22nd, weighing in Mm. at 156 pounds. Okay. (laughs) Well done, mama. Quite a baby. Her grandma, Kenya, can be seen in episode one of Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, where she bravely mm. participates in a voluntary hoof trimming procedure. So oh. very brave. Ooh, I love It's great synergy there. 
Yeah. <laughs> the whole family's and, involved. Totally. And her mom is even involved. Her mother, Mara, made headlines in January of last year when she gave birth to her first calf, Jabari, on the Harambi Wildlife Reserve within Kilimanjaro Safaris. So pretty famous family. The giraffe Aww. has yet to be named. So I don't know. It's a girl. So I'm thinking maybe Sherry, maybe Candace. <laughs> <laughs> but you can keep Sheridus. up with... Yeah, yes, Sheridus. <laughs> Keep up with baby Sheridus on Dr. Mark's <laughs> Instagram, which is at Dr. Mark at Disney and at the Disney Parks blog. Oh, she looks mm. like she's waiting to be a meme. She's so cute. She is and her about. eyelashes are really long. Yes. Let's do it, Dr. Mark. <laughs> so cute. And then in other Disney Parks news, the Coca-Cola and Walt Disney World Resort collection debuted at Disney Springs. So Ooh. if y'all didn't know, Coca-Cola actually began its relationship with Disney at the opening of Disneyland in 1955. Mm. So longstanding relationship. 65 years, in fact. 65 yeah. years. The new collection has t-shirts, sweatshirts, drinkware, hats, keychains, much more. I'm a huge Diet Coke fan, so I'm hoping there's going to be some Diet Coke merch. <laughs> Can't wait. Well, also at Walt Disney World, our pal Zach Ridley, recently a guest on the show, he just shared some exciting changes coming to one of my favorite resorts at Walt Disney World Resort, the Polynesian Village. Ooh. There's some very cool changes, a whole new look, an enhanced entryway, and it's all going to debut in time for the resort's 50th anniversary next year. There's going to be a new Portica Share showcasing some of the iconic mid-20th century architecture the Poly is famous for. And there's going to be these really cool bold screens that are going to be in geometric patterns. And there's going to be some enhancements to the lush gardens and fountains. And the resort's guest rooms are also being beautifully redone for opening in summer 2021. Mm -hmm. So looking forward to visiting the resort next summer to see that all. Very cool. Exciting. Well, over on our coast, taking it a little bit farther west, there is a stunning new mural that's paying tribute to Chadwick Boseman at Downtown Disney. It is so moving and beautiful. It's called the King Chad Mural, and it was actually unveiled on Thursday, September 24th on the side of the former ESPN Zone building. And what's especially cool about it is the mural is by artist Nicholas Smith, and it's showing Bozeman and a young boy in a hospital gown in a Black Panther mask, and they're both making the iconic folded arm Wakanda salute. Nicholas is actually a former Imagineer, so he's worked on a major children's hospital initiative, and he also worked on Avengers Campus, which is coming soon to Disney California Adventure Park. So very cool. And the tribute is actually going to remain in downtown Disney through December 31st. If you haven't seen it, it's on, it's all over Instagram. It's so stunning. I hope to go down and see it soon. Yeah, I'm definitely going to head down there to see that it's beautiful and, and just such a great tribute to a fantastic actor in person. Absolutely. Well, guys, really good news from Hawaii. Uh, Even further start- west. <laughs> yes, further <laughs> west. We're doing the hula because Aulani Resort has announced their phased reopening on November 1st. So now you don't Yay. just have to watch... <laughs> all of these like zen scenes from the resort they've been posting on social media although the cast member hula performances they did from home were really cute we're very excited about this you guys know hawaii made the big announcement of pre-arrival testing this program for people coming in from out of state now so very excited here you can actually check out the updates at aulani.com but i'm booking it asap cannot wait <laughs> to get back to aulani 
Mm. I've never been. I know that we've talked about that before. (gasps) Have you been, Sherry? I've been. I had breakfast there with my family a couple years ago. It was wonderful. It's for my mom's 60th birthday. (laughs) My mom turns into a child when she sees characters too. It's like, it's the best. (laughs) We all. My mom and I are the same person. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Well, we also got some new theatrical release dates. Woohoo! First up is West Side Story. That's going to be released on December 10th, 2021. Mark your calendars. And we have three exciting Marvel releases coming up soon. Black Widow is going to be in theaters on May 7th, 2021. I'm pausing so that you can write this down. Yeah, I'm very excited. I, yeah. I'm so I was excited for all these movies. Silent applause. Okay, next up is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That is a new superhero franchise, and that's going to arrive in theaters on July 9th, 2021. Mm-hmm. And then last up is Eternals, which will open in theaters on November 5th, 2021. And on top of that, I've got even more Marvel news for you. Ooh, yes, please. Yes. Disney Plus revealed their first look trailer for Marvel's 616, which is a documentary series that's streaming on Disney Plus starting November 20th. And it is an eight episode anthology series where we get a deeper look into the whole world of Marvel. Each documentary is going to be helmed by a different filmmaker. So there's Gillian Jacobs, Alison Brie, Paul Shear, and five other fantastic folks. Hmm. And Episodes are going to cover topics like the world-spanning artists of Marvel, some trailblazing women of Marvel Comics, and we even get to discover some of the forgotten characters of Marvel. So the trailer is available now on Marvel's YouTube page if you haven't yet seen it. Love it. Love it. Well, speaking of Disney+, Plus, guys, they launched the co-viewing feature group watch. So (laughs) it's now available in the U.S. They did a test run in Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. So basically, this allows up to seven people to watch the same Disney Plus title together, even if they're in separate places. So the program... It'll start streaming once the viewer who initiates the group watch hits play. And if you actually join late, you'll just kind of pick up where everyone else is watching, which is very cool because no one wants to wait to watch a premiere on Disney Plus for somebody who's late. (laughs) Ooh, I'm so excited. I know. You can share emojis with each other. So there's like a like function. You can say it's funny or sad surprised and this co-viewing experience is actually different than most because it's available on your tv as well as your web browser and your mobile device so regardless of how someone is experiencing it what country what device the video streams of all the participants will sync up so very excited stuff there guys we have to plan like a watching party for something soon on group watch my calendar is wide open We'll we'll find a day. And can't wait because I'm going to sure be doing that with my niece, Dylan, because she's always like, we just watch Big Fib together. And I'm like, okay. But now we actually can watch the Big Fib together. Yeah. Don't be late. (laughs) I will not be late. And I teased at the beginning, we had a little bit more Big Hero 6, a series news. Well, it was announced last week, but I had to keep it a secret until the very last moment that I am super excited, which I know I frequently am on this show because we talk about many (laughs) exciting things, but I am really super excited 
to be moderating the Big Hero 6, this series, New York Comic Con panel. Yay! It is going to be really fun. And I can say that because we actually have already recorded it through the magic of technology. (laughs) It will be airing on October 11th at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. I got to chat with our pals, Mark McCorkle and Bob Schooley, who were on the show last year, as well as their other executive producer, Nick Phillippe, and stars Ryan Potter, Scott Adzit, Jamie Chung, Brooks Whelan, and Kari Payton, and Lucas Neff. And Lucas Neff is Noodle Burger Boy, who is (laughs) one of the funniest (laughs) characters ever on the show. So lots of fun surprises and some reveals. So Definitely tune into that. Speaking of Ryan Potter, though, I actually got to go on Smuggler's Run with him for the first time after Expo. Whoa. And we have a mutual friend. And so I just kind of went along with the guide situation and got to ride it like over and over. It was so amazing. But cool guy. I'm excited. Shout out to Ryan Potter. He was really fun. They all actually had really good stories. Yeah, I'm excited to hear that. Mm hmm. Well, guys, we have some casting news from the Disney Channel original movie, Spin. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. This is the decom about an Indian-American teen who discovers a love for the world of DJ culture. So we have some new casting news. Joining Avantika Vandanapu, she's playing Ray, is Bollywood's renowned Abe Dayol. He's going to play her father. Michael Bishop is playing the character Max. And Anna Cathcart, who you guys know from Disney's Descendants 2 and 3, she's going to play Ray's friend Molly. And looking forward to production starting this month. And we're looking for a 2021 premiere on Disney Channel. Ooh, 2021 for spin and 2022 for the next D23 Expo. We just announced, just announced. Very, very exciting. The next Ultimate Disney Fan Event will be held September 9th through the 11th, 2022 at the Anaheim Convention Center. Yay! And we are going, I'm excited. And we are (laughs) going to be giving fans a first look at the incredible plans for the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company, which we know was founded in 19... 23! Right, hey, hence D23. (laughs) So cannot wait. So many cool things on the horizon. And we will, of course, be reporting to you. I can't wait that long. I know, Literally but it's can't. already October, so I feel like 2022 is going to be here before we know it. We're going to have lots Let's of announcements. Let's go with that. Really. Yes, we'll go. <laughs> but before 2022, we have five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club. For complete details on all these exciting shows and movies, visit d23.com. Yay. Wonderful. All right, guys. Let's start with Enzo's favorite show on Disney Channel, <laughs> Mickey Mouse Mixed Up Adventures. There's a new episode Friday, October 2nd. You got to be up early for this, guys. 8.30 a.m. Eastern on Disney Channel. There's two shorts, and one of them is The Mystery of Hot Dog Lake, which sounds really cute. Uh, <laughs> Pete is absolutely certain he's spotted a legendary creature known as the Scrontrosaur. I think that's how you say it. Mr. Bigby offers a prize to whoever can take a picture to prove that it exists. Of course, Mr. Bigsby, voiced by Disney legend Bill Farmer. So I'm Aww. excited to watch that one. Even though Pete's a little scary sometimes. True. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> 
Well, if you've somehow blown through every Simpsons episode that's available on Disney+, Plus, I've got great news for you, because on Friday, October 2nd, season 31 of the longest-running scripted primetime series in TV history is going to be available on Disney+. Plus. 22 episodes featuring a solid lineup of guest stars like Kate Blanchett, Jane Goodall, Kevin Feige, Jason Momoa, John Mulaney, Bob Odenkirk, the list goes on and on and on. Well, also on Friday, October 2nd, is the premiere of the new Hulu series Monsterland. So if you like mermaids, fallen angels, and other strange beasts, this is a show for you. <laughs> it's an anthology series based on a collection of stories from North American lake monsters. So people like Mike Coulter, Caitlin Dever, Taylor Schilling, and Kelly Marie Tran lead the cast. And all eight episodes will be streaming on October 2nd. All right. Exciting. Well, Decorating Disney Halloween Magic is a special that is airing Sunday, October 4th at 2.05 p.m. Eastern on Freeform. Mm -hmm. It's hosted by the Fosters' Sierra Ramirez, and we're going behind the scenes at Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland Resort, and Jeffrey's fave, the Disney Cruise Line. Woohoo! Yes, we (laughs) will see how Disney Imagineers and decorators magically transform the parks and cruise ships overnight into this Halloween spectacle. Never wanted to be on a Disney cruise more in my life. (laughs) Same. All right, guys. Sunday, October 4th on ABC, we've got new episodes of Blackish. So, this is the two back to back episodes we mentioned a couple weeks ago. Of course, this airing ahead of the official season seven premiere. So, we're going to follow the Johnsons as they navigate the upcoming election. So, get ready for also the first animated episode of blackish as well so you know where i'll be sunday mm-hmm. night all right now today we have a fantastic actress with a rich and diverse career she starred on marvel's the gifted and picked up mulan's sword on abc's once upon a time she created the role of lightning fast gogo for the academy award winning walt disney animation studios film big hero 6 a role she reprised for disney xd's big hero 6 the series which just kicked off its third season please welcome to the show jamie chung Yay! Yay. Thank you. We are so happy to have you on the show. So were you at all familiar with Marvel's Big Hero 6 comics before you did the movie? No, it's such an obscure property. Creators like deep dived into like the Marvel vault and they're like, what can we make into an animated series? And I do believe that the comics were like very dark compared Mm -hmm. to like Mm -hmm. what our show and our movie turned out to be. But I'm so glad they did because now the world, everyone knows Baymax and everyone, we all need a Baymax in our lives, right? Mm. Totally. What did you find intriguing about Gogo and what do you love about becoming her? Well, we're two very different characters. What I love about Gogo is that she is wicked smart. She's an engineer. She can build everything. She has a need for speed. I, on the other hand, cannot build anything. (laughs) I'm I'm a very cautious, very slow driver. You know, she has the ability to say no to almost anything. And I'm quite the opposite. I'm such a people pleaser. I'm like, even though I don't want to go on a 10 hour hike with you, I'll probably say yes, because (laughs) that's who I am. I have a lot to learn from Gogo. Well, through three seasons of the show, Gogo's grown a lot, and maybe because of living with Honey Lemon. Are there some favorite moments you've had during the series? Oh, man, so much. You know, what's so beautiful about 
being able to play the same character for three seasons is you get so many different storylines. You really get to find out who these characters are. Like, I didn't know that Gogo was, you know, a closet bird watching enthusiast. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what I loved is that she's so prone to say no, no, no. But living with Honey Lemon, who's like a polar opposite, she's learned to say, begrudgingly say yes to a lot of things that she normally wouldn't do. So, you know, she's grown a lot. And you've seen soft sides of her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, which you normally wouldn't get with just a movie or with one season. So you really you really get to see a lot more with her. I wish you would fall in love, but that's certainly not happening in season three. I'll let you know that now. <laughs> I feel like good the only one who even has like a really good flirtation on the show really is is like Hero and the and the Carmi Megan sort oh, of. Oh, I know. I love seeing that storyline unfold. And the best thing about season three is that Carmi is back. Yep. And... <clears throat> You know, which means the fan fiction is back. So you get a lot more of the uh, the big TV6, which is like the cute version of Big Hero 6. It's like <laughs> that cute Japanese anime. Like, it's just, it's my favorite, in fact. It's really cute. I love that. By the way, did you ever meet Stan Lee? Because his cameo as Fred's dad was always so fun. I Yes. You know, working on Marvel the Gifted, he did a cameo for us there. I've ran into him at um, multiple different comic cons uh, when I was there for Sucker Punch. And so I had the pleasure of meeting him and he's always been an absolute delight. He's always been so happy to meet new people and he's so gracious with this time. You know, we really did lose a legend, but Mm -hmm. we were so grateful to have him on the show as, um, as Fred's dad. Wow. I would always get one question with him at Marvel premiere red carpets, and it was the best, the best oh, moment of every premiere. Oh, man. What was what, what, what one of the questions that you got to ask him? It, usually about his cameos, where we're going to yeah. see him, and he always gave some sort of, like, you know, shy tease, and it was just really fun. So, it's just Aww. the best. I love seeing him. I mean, it's incredible, like, what he's left behind, the, the amount of work and, and inspiring stories. And, you know, it was always his stories were always about – hope and it was always about you know social justice in all of his projects and Mm -hmm. so you know he's he's such a legend and you know rest in peace Stan Lee he's one of the best yeah well his legacy lives on on it does yeah taking it back to Big Hero 6 the series what are you most excited for fans to see in season three oh gosh in season three What's great is like it's a different format. You have like 15-minute episodes and then you have 30-minute episodes. So that leads to like a lot of fun little snippets. Like there's this one episode that I can't wait for you guys to watch. And it's when Mochi goes to the vet. (laughs) So like Mochi hears the word vet and usually they spell it out. But like it's it's like an ongoing joke. It's really funny that you get to see that. (laughs) You get to see Noodle Burger Boy. He comes back with his new goons which are like mascots from different restaurants and they're usually (laughs) sweet and like kind of annoying but now they're just like evil and want to take you down so one little spin yeah the the panda really had me the panda is terrifying but the hippo is like on a a new level of like evil (laughs) (laughs) it's it's all fun and games until someone gets hurt yes So voicing animation generally means you're not working with your fellow cast members in person a lot, but have you had some fun moments with them during the course of the series? 
Yeah, you know, we've all managed to stay friends and, and keep in touch. And so whenever we do run into each other, like by chance at the studio, it's always lots of hugs. But, you know, it's sad that you don't get to work with the other actors. But then when you wait six months for the final product, for the final episode to finally air, and you hear their voices, it's like you're with them. It's wonderful. Like I got screeners, luckily, for season three, and I fell asleep to one. And I was like, oh, it's like I'm having a sleepover with my friends. (laughs) I miss them. But just to hear their voices come alive on the show, it's just, it, it feels like Christmas every time. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, Gogo obviously has some pretty mad skills. So if you could add one more superhero power to her, what do you think that would be? Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> she certainly has the speed down. I would say that if she can have the spitting of the fire that Fred has, Ooh. I think she would be unstoppable. You know, if there were clones that came out of her wheels as she's like zooming down, I think that'd be really cool. But, you know, just planting the seed. If she could spit fire, though, I'm pretty sure Honey Lemon would have no sticker collection. No, none. Zero. <laughs> well, so Once Upon a Time was just added to Disney+. Plus. Yay! Very exciting. One of my favorite shows. And as a tease for, for listeners, they can find out who you think would win in a battle if Gogo and Mulan had to go head to head. But for our podcast, I'd like to know, what was it like for you to play Mulan? Oh, it's such a delight, you know, to play. I grew up watching Mulan, the animation, the movie. And it's like, oh, wow, to have that character. And, you know, I've, I have to just praise Disney for a second because they've always been pushing the boundaries of inclusiveness. They've always made it a point to make sure that, you know, you had characters that looked like you. And so it's one of the most diverse production companies that I've been able to work with, but they're always making these beautiful stories. And so it was, of course, it was such a treat and it was such an honor to bring this character to life on the television show. You meet her as she's already like a warrior. She's been a warrior princess. And so, you know, they seek her help. So it's not so much the origin story, but really picking up, you know, where we left off, like, okay, what's next? Like, this is the Mulan. She's been fighting. She's rough around the edges, you know? So it's a very different Mulan than from the animation. So it was really interesting to play that. Totally. By the way, your Instagram, we're big fans. Your Instagram is so fantastic. You take such good photos. So we're just curious about your love for the great outdoors because with everything going on right now, it seems like you've managed to get out there and really embrace this time and and use it to get outdoors. So is that something you've always loved? Oh, I mean, I grew up in San Francisco, so we'd always go to Big Sur or the Redwoods or Point Reyes. So I I grew up loving the outdoors. And I guess that's the one silver lining is that you were able to tune back into nature, you know, Mm -hmm. go on camping trips, primitive camping trips, on glamping trips. (laughs) And so we really took the opportunity to take a road trip from New York to LA because we had to get back home to California. We figured why not stop along you know, the way and, and, and be able to immerse yourself in national parks. Like that is the gem that no other country has. Like so proud that we have these national parks and they're massive and they're beautiful and they're so different from the other. And it's, 
it's pretty cool and it's been such a delight and it's been one of the longest road trips that I've ever taken, <laughs> but um, it's still worth it, you know? Wow. Totally. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, the great outdoors, I mean, it's, they're great and all, but with Once Upon a Time and the first two seasons of Big Hero 6, the series on Disney+, Plus, I've been enjoying the great indoors quite a bit. <laughs> Is there anything that you've been watching that you've enjoyed? I mean, come on, The Mandalorian, as soon as that came out, it was like, oh, it was so <laughs> much, I mean, it brought me so much joy. But then there's like all these new properties that they're introducing to Disney Plus, like all of the Avengers, like we got to rewatch. I mean, it's just <laughs> endless amounts of great movies and materials and stories that, you know, you got to revisit. It's been great. Yeah. It's been a pretty equal being in the great outdoors, but then also, you know, revisiting some of my favorite movies. So. Mm-hmm. And Mandalorian season two, just about I a month away. Wait. What Yay. will happen? <laughs> <laughs> Lots more of the child. That's, that's I all know, we can I hope. Can't wait. I, I know. It's so cute. <laughs> all right. So you were at D23 Expo last summer with the cast of the series <laughs> and you were in the big street parade, street party. What's it like for you to be at an event like that with so much crazy, huge Disney love? Well, I mean, first of all, I just like meet, I love, I miss meeting new people. You know, I felt like that those were one of the last times pre COVID, I guess we can call it. Mm. Um, But just to have like so much support and to have kids come up to you and say how much they love the show and, and, and seeing people dressed up as your character, you know, it's pretty unique and pretty special, but for D23, you know, like the the new announcements for the next big movies, you know, like the WandaVision, like it's mm. just people go crazy. And I, I consider myself one of these fans. And, you know, last year they had the exhibit of all of the Disney costumes that you've seen in all these incredible mm-hmm. movies in person. Like that's my jam. Like, you know, I love, I love a good fashion moment, but a good <laughs> Disney fashion moment, that is pretty <laughs> epic. And to be able to see in real life. And I can't wait for the next D23. I can't wait. It's it's a very ma- magical experience. We're excited too. Well, and, and just so you know, the costume exhibit, that's going to be traveling. So Where we may have another going? chance to see it. Oh, I can't wait. And down in Orange County, I think they just reopened the Bowers Museum, which is sort of close to Disneyland. The archives just did a, right before everything shut down, they opened this huge exhibit celebrating 50 years of the Walt Disney archives. And they have oh, a lot of cool costumes. So that's so amazing. I can't wait. Love that. Well, since you've been a part of the Disney family for a while. We thought it'd be fun to ask you about some of your Disney favorites. This one's probably going to be very hard, but what is your favorite Disney movie? Obviously that isn't Big Hero 6. I mean, well, aside from Big Hero 6, (laughs) fine. I would say The Little Mermaid. Oh, classic, classic. All right. Your favorite Disney character, also not counting anyone in Big Hero 6. Oh, bummer. I know. Um, (laughs) I would say oh, it's the dog from Up. Oh, oh yeah, Doug. Doug. <laughs> Super cute. All right. Favorite Disney song that's not Immortals from the Big Hero 6 soundtrack. <laughs> A whole new world. Yes. yes. Come on, let's go. Uh, see, and you, you said you were nervous to sing. So again, that's something that you oh. can, people can tune in more on the, the Comic-Con panel. But you you got a good voice there. 
Well, you said you're going to auto-tune everything, so <laughs> I hope. Thank you so much. <laughs> you don't have to sing this answer, but if you want to, feel free. Your favorite Disney park attraction. Oh, my goodness. Well, I was able to go to Disneyland before everything shut down, and I was able to see the new Star Wars theme park, and I thought that was so cool. And also, come on. Like, I mean, Tower of Terror was my favorite, but I love the revamp of the Guardian of the Galaxy. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't just pick one. It's okay. I think that's totally uh, fair. Yeah. Oh, and then when I was in Moab and I was at all the arches and then it reminded me of the Disney ride of the cars. It was the cars ride. Oh, oh yeah. yeah Radio from Tracers. Yeah, but I was like, they did such a great job because I was there and I was like, it feels like I'm in Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when you go to Europe and you go, God, I feel like I'm at Epcot. And- totally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This one is a real toughie for me. But what is your favorite Disney Parks snack? Mm. Well, it used to be the turkey leg. But now mm. it's just I love a good pretzel. Mm. Yes. That's like kind of my go-to. And... I like beer. So yeah, at the Star Wars, at the cool bar, you can order all these crazy, weird, interesting cocktails. And it has like things bubbling out of it and like really cool colors. So it really does feel like you're in the movie. Yeah. And and plus you get DJ Rex too. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Well, we end every interview with this question. So get ready. Okay. What's your favorite Disney memory? Oh man. I remember when I was a very young child, And, you know, my parents worked very hard for their money. And so it was the first time that I got to go to Disneyland. I was about seven years old. I had a bull haircut. (laughs) My father thought it would be fun. My father's a photographer. And he thought it'd be nice to get a picture of me in my element, like the first time in Disney. So he purposefully, like, ditched me. And so I'm looking around, but he wanted to take a photo of me from afar. So I'm looking around and I lost my dad and I start to cry. And that's the picture that he blew up and we had it in our house growing up. Oh, I'd love to see that picture. (laughs) But I remember meeting Minnie Mouse when I was a kid and to be able to have a hug from like one of my favorite characters, it's unreal. And it really is a special experience. And it really is a wonderful world when you're in Disneyland. So... Yeah, that's one of my memories. Uh-huh. Anyone else cried at the, the parks before? <laughs> yes, me. Yeah, I love that your fun, like your your favorite memory is like your childhood trauma that your father. I captured. mean, basically, it was great experience until that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, how cool is she? So cool. Uh, and I love I her. Be Instagram. her friend. Me too. (laughs) And of course, do not miss Jamie on the new season of Big Hero 6, the series airing Mondays on Disney XD. And please check out our New York Comic Con panel on October 11th, where she reveals who she thinks would win in a battle. Go, go or move on. Definitely checking that out. Well, thanks again (laughs) for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, just use the hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.